Team You Up. Come on, hey. Hannah Witherby and Johnny Parks. It's just fun. 93.9 Virgin Radio. Here's what's happening on 93.9 Virgin Radio. Tinder. Johnny, I know you're glad you've never had to use Tinder. Yeah, I've, I've witnessed it develop through the years, and it's been interesting, but I'm glad I've never had to use it, for sure. Yes, well, for those of us who haven't been in a 12-year-long relationship, uh-huh. Tinder has just added a new feature, and if you're single, it's really going to help you out this summer. It's called Festival Mode. Okay. So they learned that one in three singles are planning to attend a music festival or concert in 2022. Right. 64% of them enjoy meeting new people while attending live music events. Yeah. You've made some concert friends before. Definitely. For sure. And so to use this festival mode, Tinder members will be able to select which of the festivals they plan on attending. And then a month ahead of time, they can start swiping and matching with other people who are also going to the same show. Right. That's pretty cool. You can, like, determine your festival hookup before you even enter yeah. those front gates. No kidding. That, that's the true way to get prepared for Mopop in Detroit. Was that July 30th, July 31st? I don't know if they're doing get it prepped. for Mopop. They're only no. doing it for specific Come festivals, on. like the really big ones. No offense, Mopop. Well, here's a gap in the market, then. Let's develop our own app for hooking up at yeah. Mopop. Do we have any coders Perfect. out there? <laughs> so it's going to support 20 festivals okay. around the world, including Bonnaroo, Stagecoach, EDC Las Vegas. Vegas, Lollapalooza in Paris, Berlin, and Stockholm, and right. more. Uh, I don't think Mopop's on there. I don't think it's big enough, All right. which is unfortunate, but maybe we can make one. Or just, you know, go about it the old-fashioned way and just talk to a person in the real world. Imagine yeah, that. but we don't know how to talk to people anymore because right. we've been That's stuck true. inside for so long. Like, my social <laughs> skills are so bad now. Like, I need an app to help me socialize, please. It's true. And yeah. then speaking of apps, Netflix is on the outs. Yeah. It's, you know how they say hot or not? Mm-hmm. This might be a not. It might be the first time Why? that they're ever going down in subscribers. Okay. Just um, just this month, they lost a bunch of subscribers, 800,000 really? by pulling out of Russia. And then in addition to that, 200,000 just in general. Wow. So they lost a million subscribers in the last little bit. It caused their shares to drop 25%. Ouch. And so people are just pulling the plug on Netflix. It's not giving what we want it to give. And it uh-huh. is really expensive now. It's $16.99 now. Yeah, well, that's it. If it keeps going up like that. And here's what I'm wondering. Because they were talking about no more password sharing. Yeah. Is that in response to losing the subscribers? Or did that maybe cause the loss of that's subscribers? That's in response. They're like, what can we okay. do to make this money up? And they're like, we're not going to let you share accounts what? anymore. But it's like, that's going to make more people yeah. cancel Netflix. Oh, man. Like, what? why are you doing that, Netflix? Privileges will continue to be taken away until subscription numbers improve. Not well, ideal. No, who would have thought that making a big budget blockbuster Ryan Reynolds uh-huh. movie every, <laughs> every two months isn't a good <laughs> consumer model? And yeah. I love Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. but you're giving the same. Yeah, I, I think that's true. Get on Crave's level. I'm telling you right now, that's where the good stuff is. That's where the Batman is. I keep bugging Hannah. That's trying where to tell Sex her to in the it. City is. Right? That's where RuPaul's Drag Race Euphoria? is. Oh my gosh, that's Woo. where everything is. Yeah, nice try, Netflix. Get on our level. Hannah and Johnny. 93.9 Virgin Radio. Massive breakthrough in Oreo eating technology <laughs> coming out of MIT. Whoa, MIT. PhD candidates are trying to teach us the best way. 
to open up your Oreo to eat the cream on the inside. No way someone at MIT is doing their PhD is, on uh, Oreos. Well, I don't know if they're doing That's their PhD awesome. on that, but it is. Uh, That's so cool. <laughs> You're right, though. We've been eating Oreos the same way for far right? too long. And, and I mean, it's what you have to do. Like, is there? I don't know. If you're a person who just bites into your Oreos, text us at 10939. You just take a bite. I think that's crazy. That's crazy to me. You have I'm, to twist them open. I'm an Oreo biter. You are? Yeah. You'll lick the crib. Do you bite Kit Kats, you sicko? Yeah. You do? What do you do with a Kit Kat? A full Kit Kat. You don't break it off a piece at a time. You oh, just take no, a bite. Oh, no, okay. I break it. But I then was going to call the police. No, no. <laughs> like, you've been listening to too many serial killer podcasts. I bite, like, the single yeah. Kit Kat. Okay, but you have to break it off first. And I feel like it's the same with Oreos. you got to twist it. Um, but this finding that MIT, this researcher says the cream is officially mushy. I don't know what the scientific uh, thing is where they find that it's a mushy substance, is but it they say... viscous? I don't like that <laughs> word, but uh, it's, it's mushy is what they're saying. It tends to stick to one side of the cookie <laughs> in terms of rheology, which this study co-author explains can be used to measure the texture of food depending on the failure, stresses, and strains. See, this is scientific language. Is they're getting intense. into it. Yeah. Um, and they said, I had in my mind that if you twist the Oreos perfectly, you could split the cream perfectly in the middle. Have you ever seen that happen? No, never. No. Never Some, in my life. Sometimes maybe you'll get like a half and half chunk on each, but it never splits the middle, no. right? Uh, they Impossible. Said, yeah, they said it almost always, com- always comes off on one side. The study revealed that it's easier to open up the cookies if you twist them more slowly. So a Band-Aid fix is not what you're looking for here. Okay. It's not just rip it. Okay. You have to be strategic. Um, and they just said it's because the way they're manufactured that they stick to one side. So they didn't even, they did the study on how it happens, but they never taught us how to get an even split. That's classic scientific study. Yeah. There's so many things going on in the world right now. They're like, I know what people need. They need to learn about Oreo cookies. Well, listen, (laughs) Oreos apparently are vegan. Yeah. And that makes me think that they're healthy. (laughs) There you go. That's all the justification I need. Very interesting that this study would be coming out on 420, getting a lot of attention. Uh, (laughs) That's true. Uh, We have a text that says, I put a fork in the cream part and then dip the entire Oreo into a glass of milk. Right. Eat the whole thing one bite. That's what they're saying. I'll I'll accept that. If you are dipping, if you're dunking your Oreo, then you can eat it however you please. But I still am. I'm always the split it in half type person. Oreo biter. Uh, We have someone on the phone, 509-792. 6040. You got an interesting way you eat your Oreos. What's going on? Okay, so my dad loved Twinkies. Like, absolutely loved them. But okay. this is how he would eat them. He'd get the cream out of it, put it in an Oreo cookie. What? So he had the Oreo cookie out, too. Yeah. Put all of that cream oh. inside that Oreo cookie, the Oreo cookie what? back together and drown the Oreo cookie in milk. Dog. And then your dad. the rest of the Twinkie. And he'd eat the Twinkie, too. That, is, that wow. sounds too moist. Dude, I don't think it is. I think that your dad is the scientist that we really need. He's out here doing the experiments Send that we him all to MIT. need to know about. Yeah, he can teach them a thing or two. Anna Witherby and Johnny Parks. The only way to wake up. 93.9 Virgin Radio. It's the Wither Report with Hannah Witherby on 93.9 Virgin Radio. Hallmark is taking a big step forward in representation with their first ever film starring somebody with Down Syndrome. All right. Yes, it's called Color My World with Love is the name of the movie. It's starring Lily D. Moore, an actress with Down Syndrome, as an artist named Kendall who begins to paint her own love story after meeting Brad, who also has Down Syndrome, at a cooking class. So the two main romantic leads... Um, both have Down Syndrome, and it's a first for Hallmark movies. It's coming out later this year. 
So that's a big step in the right direction. Representation is always important. It also sounds like the first time they've done a storyline that isn't just, uh, you know, business lady from the city moves to the country, falls in love with simple country guy, right? At a Christmas tree exactly. farm. They're well, shaking it's it up. snowing. Yeah, love it. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. And forget Cracker Jacks. Let's get some Cracker Jills up in this house. <laughs> So it's actually a thing that's happening this baseball season. Uh-huh. Cracker Jack, they're owned by Frito-Lay, uh-huh. is dropping five special edition bags of Cracker Jills to celebrate women in sports. Cool. With, like, diverse photos of different women. Each features a unique Jill in a Rosie the Riveter-esque pose. And they've even teamed up with artist Normani to remake the theme song of Take Me Out to the Ball Game. No way. In the Cracker Jill version. So here's the clip of that. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jill. No one can stop you if you have the will. So let's root, root, root for a girl's dream. We're adding root for a girl's dream. Like adding it. our face to the game. What about the prizes? Did they have they gotten rid of the prizes? I have no idea. I haven't had Cracker Jacks well, since I was a that's child. A thing. I'm looking it up, and it says that since 2016, Cracker Jacks hasn't had a prize in there. What the hell is that? That's what they need to be working on too. Bring the prizes back, man. Yeah, What's going or, on exactly. Yeah, it's been a minute. I don't even know. Last time I had yeah. Cracker Jacks. Maybe now that they have Cracker Jills, I'll, I'll pick some up. Uh-huh. Be I'm, supportive. It's making me want some big league chew. Oh, you ever yeah. back in the day? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a little uh, gum lipper there. No. Put that right in. Disgusting. And then last but not least, this model's response to whether or not she was making out with Timothy Chalamet at Coachella okay. is my favorite thing of all time. Sarah Talabi is a model who people say was necking with our favorite starving Victorian boy, <laughs> Timothy <laughs> Chalamet. That's his vibes oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, at Coachella. And she's since released a statement. Mm-hmm. She says, everyone is asking me if I was kissing Timothy Chalamet at Coachella. And that is a good question. But a great question would be asking our world leaders why the earth is now losing 1.2 trillion tons of ice each year due to global warming and why climate crisis reform has been completely ineffective. Flips the script on him. Bam. Got him. She's like, oh, you're worried about my love life? Mm -hmm. Worry about your own garbage. Well, since she did redirect it, that way, though, do you think that maybe she was snogging oh, oh yeah. I Timothy Chalamet? She definitely was, but, like, took yeah. the opportunity, like, her little kind of time in the spotlight to mm-hmm. point things. She's also an activist. Like, she's a model and an activist, and she right. started, like, a not-for-profit. And so um, she really took the reins of this news story and tried to push it in the right direction. No she kidding. says, write to your local representatives. Yeah, that's and I'm like, great. good for you, girl. Love her for that, um, but also... How do we know that she wasn't making out with him in that outhouse? You see that picture yes. in Co- at Coachella? It's Timothy Chalamet coming out of like a porta potty. <laughs> it's like okay, all of the paparazzi photos from Coachella are like yeah. stunning, beautiful, and then there's a paparazzi photo from Coachella, and it's Timothy Chalamet coming out of a porta potty, and it's like grainy. It looks like deer in the headlights. Look, he's just like, what the hell's going on? From the Great on? Depression, because he has that vibe of Great Depression, and the picture is like really poor quality. I know, yeah, oh. it's 
caught him unaware coming out of the porta potty. Come on, guys. We need less like that and more of the story of the paparazzi helping uh, Ben Affleck when he ran over that Starbucks sign. Hannah Witherby and Johnny Parks. Wake up, wake up. Yeah. 93.9. Virgin Radio. This 420, it's all about food experimentation. Yeah. How about you take a swing at this new viral TikTok drink? Mm-hmm. It's called the Dirty Soda. Not a great, not a great name. Doesn't sound appetizing. I'm not selling Dirty it. Dirty soda. It's from Utah. Does that help at all? Not, not really. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> well, this viral drink it originated in Utah, and the most popular dirty soda is a Dirty Diet Coke. It's the mother of all dirty sodas, okay? What is that? So it's something they invented in Utah. It arrived on the scene in the early 2010s, and everyone on TikTok is making these dirty sodas now. So the Dirty Diet Coke, it's Diet Coke mixed with coconut syrup, fresh lime, and a splash of half and half. Yeah. Like cream, like milk. And it became the official drink of tired Utah moms. Yeah. But it has since taken off. So basically any type of dirty soda is like a brand of pop with some flavor shot in it and then some cream in it. Hmm. So I don't you could cream? make this with like Sprite and maybe throw a little raspberry syrup in there, throw a little half and half in there. Mm-hmm. It turns into a dirty soda. See, it's funny because you judged me so hard when I was saying one of my mom's pregnancy cravings that stuck was mixing Coca-Cola and milk. We yeah. actually did that. We were like, oh, that's what a milkshake is. That's yeah. what I thought a milkshake was growing up. The consistency, it doesn't sound that good. No, I don't get it. See, when I heard dirty soda, it reminded me of what we would call swamp water, which uh-huh. is that's if you go into a McDonald's or any other fast food restaurant, oh, and you have gross. to sell serve sodas. You put them and all you, Every in. single one. Every last one of them, that's swamp water and where it, I come from. It turns into a color that you've never seen in real yeah. life. Like, you can't really explain the color and of swamp just, water. so much sugar, you're vibrating. It's amazing. Is so. it brown? Is it green? <laughs> I don't know. Is it bubbly? You, you will be bouncing off the walls. See, this is the thing, though, about, speaking of the bubbly aspect of it, mixing, you said, like, cream in yeah. with your dirty soda. Just a splash of half and half with a Diet Coke, coconut syrup, and fresh lime. Oh, the carbonation would be gone. But they have places, like they have uh, cafes in Utah that sell exclusively dirty sodas. Uh And apparently there's like a dirty soda cafe rivalry where two of them are really popular and people go to one or the other. It's like Lafayette and American. Yeah, true. For dirty sodas. For dirty sodas. People probably look at Coney Dogs and they're like, what the heck is this? (laughs) Oh, it's understandable, you know? You've got the roots of like chili dogs and things like that where... You know what you're getting. Someone says dirty soda, and they show you that abomination? I don't know. You ever had a dirty chai? No, what's that? It's a chai latte with a shot of espresso in it. Okay, I could take that, but dirty sodas is a no from me. I guess if that's your thing, go to Utah, and and don't come back. (laughs) All the hits. Virgin. Is this weird? It might be weird, but there's no judgment here. So go ahead and see what's on your mind. It's Asking for a Friend on 93.9 Virgin Radio. Yes, it's Windsor Essex's best, worst advice. And we always love when you weigh in. When you help out here, text 10.93.9. This one's all about ultimatums. We got a message that said, uh, my boyfriend and I have been together a year. We're still not living together. With rent prices being crazy, I think it just makes sense. He's hesitant. 
I want to give him an ultimatum. We move in together or break up. Does it say how old they are? Uh, no, it doesn't. Because that matters to me. It definitely does. But, you know, been together a year. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that is enough time where you should be at least moving in together, moving forward with a relationship? I think a year is when you have that conversation. Yeah. But I wonder why he's so skeptical mm-hmm. to move in together. Like, for what reason? I don't know. Maybe just you know, a little bit of independence, a little bit of freedom you just don't want to say goodbye to. You're right, though. The age is important because when you watch the show, The Ultimatum. Oh, my God. A lot of people's biggest 23, complaints. 23, Yeah, you're 23 years old being like, I need to get married and have babies now. You're like, Do you, though? break up or marry me. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. If I was with the person I was with when I was 23. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You, you rush in and that... You know, for all the criticisms of the show, The Ultimatum, I think it did what it was supposed to do. Where if Break you- up almost all of the couples, because <laughs> yeah. clearly they weren't supposed to be together. Spoiler alert! <laughs> but uh, no, there was some that made no, it through. But some are uh, okay. Man, it's it's a tough one. You can text us about this at 10939. You can also give us a call, which we got someone else who wanted to tell us about their ultimatum. This is Shan, 519-792-6040. So what, what was your ultimatum? One of them, I made my boyfriend get new teeth. Wow. He had really bad teeth, and I told him I could not be with him with his mouth looking the way it was. Okay. Um, we did break up not long after that because of other reasons, but yeah. He um, did it. He went and got all of his teeth pulled and was getting dentures. No way. He was like, it's not a bad appearance. And I was like, yeah, but I can't stand to be around you looking like that. Oh. Which does not sound great, but I, <laughs> teeth is my biggest issue. I mean, I guess if, I, if it's something for you where you're like, it's a deal breaker. But he did it. That's the thing. Well, wow. thank you for that call. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, I don't even know what to say, really, for that one. It's If there's other problems, that's fine. But for that guy, it, it's still got to be like, okay, so I got all my teeth pulled out. I got a brand yeah, new set of chompers for you. If the teeth are a deal breaker, why do you date someone with really bad teeth and then make them get them fixed? Just find someone with good teeth? If the teeth don't fit, you must acquit. Um <laughs> If you want to, not how that goes. Sorry. Uh, what do you think of ultimatums? Have you ever had to give one? What do you think of these situations? Text us at ten ninety three nine. Any situation where you say you need to marry me or break up with me, it's never going to end well. No, and we'll tell you what a relationship expert thinks about it next. Hold on. Yeah. Wake up! Wake up! Hannah Witherby and Johnny Parks. Ninety three nine. Virgin Radio. Got our own little version of the ultimatum going on. You can weigh in by texting 10939 or giving us a call, 519-792-6040. Right. So the issue was she wanted to move in with her boyfriend of a year and he didn't want to, right? Yeah. And she's pretty much like, we need to move forward. If we don't move in, then what are we doing? We should break up. And I'm wondering how much of it was inspired by the show. Do you think that the show, The Ultimatum, has caused people to give ultimatums of their own? Yes. Yes. Because these people, they've been together for two years. They're 24. Uh And people are watching it being like, hey, maybe maybe I should be engaged Holy right cow. now. cow, yeah. It's like, is your relationship toxic, but you've been dating for two years? Get yeah. engaged. No, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> My fiance and I are sitting there laughing at these kids because yeah. I just proposed after like 12 years. So it's, I don't know, it, it's kind You're of like, a lot. hmm, 11 years in, hmm, yeah. still should on we, the fence. Shouldn't we, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, there is some Weighing in from dating experts happening, is it ever okay to give your partner an ultimatum? And what this dating and relationship coach, Cassandra Henriquez, says uh, is that from day one in your relationship, you should continually discuss what you want out of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Keep an open dialogue as your feelings change because... 
if you're just springing it on someone and they didn't realize what the expectations are, like that's just never going to go well, yes. right? So a lot of the time they say ultimatums come from a place of you not having these conversations and not listening to what your partner wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, so pretty much they're saying just keep the communication open and it should be okay. If you are going to give an ultimatum, you should make sure you're being true to yourself being honest, and are prepared to end up single in case things don't go the way you want. So they're not saying don't give an ultimatum. No, they're just saying be prepared because I think a lot of the people who went on the show weren't, right? They figured, oh, I'm just going to waltz in here and finally get married. Doo-doo-doo. Meanwhile, they're sending their partner off to like cheat on them for like a free pass. Yeah, and they're like, oh, they're for sure going to come back. And then they start like getting feelings oh, for other people. They're like, oh, I wait know. a minute. This was a terrible idea. It's crazy. Well, you know the uh, king and queen of Netflix dating uh-huh. Nick and Vanessa Lachey, yeah. she said she gave him an ultimatum with the kids. She's like, my biological clock is ticking and I mm-hmm. want kids. And they did have kids together. And they seem on TV to have a functioning relationship. Wow. Not that that means much. <laughs> I think some of my favorite parts of the show are the weird little interactions between them. Sometimes they seem scripted, uh, but it does give a, a bit of an insight. And I, They're willing to share their relationship pretty openly, so maybe that's what makes them the experts on this. Yeah, Uh, totally. We're getting some calls as well. 519-792-6040. Hey, it's Hannah and Johnny. How's it going? How's that? How are you? Good, good. good. We wanted to talk to you about this ultimatum thing. You don't think that that was a good idea, huh? Absolutely not. (laughs) You don't tell somebody to live with me, especially in today's day and age. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If it's you're forcing them at that point, that's not a great starting point. You know, you're into the relationship relationship it's like look buddy you're either living with me or that's it that it's kind of a lot well not only that in the first year you're still really getting to know each other i mean now you want to learn all the little nooks and crannies of each person it, mm-hmm. it's not gonna work no has this ever happened to you where like something in a relationship you felt like was moving too fast but you felt kind of like pressured into going to that next step well uh <laughs> my now ex-wife was uh, we got pregnant before we were married. I was forced into a marriage. Right, yeah. right. And, uh, you know, mind you, it lasted 10 years, but 10 years later, we were divorced. Yeah. And I think that's what happens for a lot of people, you know? You get into something and, and you want to give it a good go, but... Well, so. it's good you made it 10 years, though. Yeah. I was you sticking it out. Absolutely. 10 years, three kids. I mean, oh, yeah. it, it, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, at least, you know, you got the family yeah, from it, which is great. For, this girl's asking for a problem. Yeah, uh, that's, that's the verdict here? All right. We appreciate that. Thank you for chatting with us today. And no problem. Thank you. More Hannah and Johnny next. Sarah's on the phone, 519-792-6040. Hannah, you brought up Doritos this morning. We, we talked about Doritos again later on. Well, it seems what like is... a go-to stoner <laughs> snack. I mean, on 420, it makes sense. But Sarah wants to tell us about their ultimatum. And yes, it does have to do with snack foods. Go for it. Um, I was dating somebody, and I have a bad habit to, like, munch on Doritos. Oh, it's, it's really bad. Yeah. And... They were like, well, you need to give up the Doritos or I'm leaving you. And I'm like, I love food. So it wasn't even <laughs> so they, a... like, left me because I would not give up Doritos. No way. And I'm like, that's cool. Doritos always got my back. I'm you, good. You don't need that kind of negativity in <laughs> your yeah. life. I choose between it's me or the Doritos. And you're like, goodbye. It's Doritos every time, buddy. Sorry. You can't compete with that. Kick uh, them to the curb. Yeah, one of them is cheesy in a good way. You're cheesy in a bad way. Oh, uh, got him. But you you had a little relationship thing. Yeah, you to so tell speaking us about. of cheesy, have you ever thought about suing the person your ex cheated with you on? <laughs> 
for ruining your relationship? Come on. It's actually possible in certain states, specifically North Carolina, you can sue someone for alienation of affection. Okay. So basically the legal argument is dating back to colonial times when wives were considered the property of their husbands. There was this English law that men could sue for the harms they faced when women were unfaithful. Really? So because they own, quote unquote, the woman, if somebody is alienating their wife's affection, they could sue them. And so this law still exists in six states, Hawaii, New Mexico, North Carolina, Mississippi, South Dakota, and Utah. North Carolina has the highest number of these alienation of affection lawsuits. So they happen. They happen. And because it's 2022, it's like gender neutral. So now wives can also sue um, mistresses of their husbands for alienation of affection. So in 2011, a Wake County judge awarded what's believed to be the largest alienation of affection judgment in history. $30 million. No way. Yes. What's the justification on that? Why could you get away with suing? Well, the money went to Carol per year, and it was Uh against um, her husband's mistress, Betty Devin, for breaking up her marriage to her husband. So basically, they're saying that this girl, Betty, was like encouraging infidelity and enticing this person, and they could prove in court that she was like entrapping the husband to leave. And so then she sued her and won. That's crazy. I had no idea that was a thing, but there's an ultimatum for you. It's like, if you ever cheat on me. I will sue you for $30 million. Hannah and Johnny. On Windsor's new number one hit music station. 93.9 Virgin Radio. What is the greatest stoner film of all time? We want you to weigh in here. Text 10939. I feel like you should be answering this question. Like, why are you asking us? Well, I mean, I I just I want to know what people think because I've got a list for you. I've also got some opinions just in case this list doesn't live up to my standards. Okay. But already we're getting, I think Ed said Pineapple Express. Of course, that is on the list here. On mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes, that's the number 10 stoner film of all time. Okay. And the way that they put it in here, I guess they classify these stoner films and then they go by their ratings. So Pineapple Express only has a 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that's a travesty. Okay. That's, that is the the origin of so many different ways of smoking that are widespread now, like the cross joint, things like that. They, they're, they, they changed the game with Pineapple Express. Okay. Here's a question. Uh-huh. Is Napoleon Dynamite a stoner movie? <laughs> I think it's one that is very much enhanced if you are uh, blazing on the Mary Jane. So I could, I would maybe put it in that. I don't think it's on this top 10 list. Okay. Another text came in, said, dazed and confused. We're getting a lot of oh, those. My God, that is still one of my favorite movies of all time. Kick-ass soundtrack. That's the Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Oh, that's, that's what that's, that's where from? that came from. I haven't seen I'm it. I'm trying to see. That is, in fact, on Rotten Tomatoes, number one stoner flick of all time. Wow. It was when I was in, you know, last year of high school, even after that, I was, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen when I saw it. So that is definitely one of the big ones there. What about Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? That one if you can believe it, is not on this list. It was Whoa. one of the ones that I was going to bring up because, of course, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, another classic. If anyone has ever ventured out to a White Castle in that state, then you know how, how hard it hits, right? Well, even I've seen that one, and yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. It was really funny. Neil Patrick Harris is in it. You know, having never been to a White Castle, it made me really want White Castle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was something, uh, when I was, last time I was in Detroit, I was driving by the White Castle at 8 Mile and was like, damn, 
I want to go in. It just reminds me of Harold and Kumar, but I had somewhere to be. But it's it's giving me those vibes now. I want it really bad. Number nine on this list, Ted. They say Ted is a stoner film. I don't know about that. I think maybe because like it's you know it's a comedy. It's the guy who did Family Guy. It's got a talking teddy bear. Right. Maybe that's why they see it. Don't really get it. Number eight on this list is Inherent Vice. Which, I've never heard of that no, in my life. 2014 film by P.T. Anderson, which he's great. And it actually starred Joaquin Phoenix as this kind of like private investigator. And it's really trippy, but I, I don't know. Maybe the fact that it's set in California, they're like, it's a pot movie. I don't know if it is or not. Okay. Don't think it deserves to be on the list. What about that movie, This is the End? Do you remember <laughs> that one with Jay Baruchel and yes. Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen, like with the monster? See, I think this list is weak as all hell because it's not in there, but oh. I would say it is. And I've seen other people saying their favorite stoner movies. Of course, This is the End makes an appearance because you've got Seth Rogen, because you've got all of his friends yeah. who are all very dedicated stoners that definitely should be on there fast times at ridgemont high which is another throwback that's from the 80s but that uh that was a classic one too mostly because of sean penn i think he actually wears a similar drug rug to the one that i am wearing in that and his iconic line his iconic line is hey bud let's party and he's like a surfer dude oh Oh, my god amazing i had a shirt that said hey bud let's party in his honor um, You're a true stoner. Yes. Friday is at number five. That's the one with Ice Cube, Chris Tucker. Have you ever watched that? No. So good. I haven't seen 94% oh of the things well, on this list. Yeah, Easy Rider is on there, number four from 1969. See, I don't trust this list as far as I could throw it. Okay, wait, we've got some texts. Elena or Elena says Friday after next. Yeah, yeah. That Was that Friday after next? Was that the same same kind of thing there? Maybe it was like the, the sequel? I think it might have been. Or, yeah, the third and final installment, actually. Okay. So there was a few in there. Uh, Big Lebowski is on the list, which, again, it's like, I get it, but I don't know if I would put that on the most iconic stoner movie. I haven't seen that one either. What about Fear and Loathing in Las yeah, Vegas? I think the drugs go a little bit farther than that. We can't stop here. This is Bat Country. That you one is, there's a little that. bit more than just weed going on. Johnny's like, Hannah, you know stoner movies. Okay. Reads the list. Have not seen a single movie. I'm going to tell you some of the ones they missed here, okay? Right. I don't know how half-baked Dave Chappelle, how this didn't make the list, Haven't I'll never it. understand. It's amazing. How high? Did you watch that one? No. The Red Man in that? <laughs> Any of the Cheech and Chong movies, Hannah? No. Come on. Do you know what, what I have seen? Here? Legally Blonde, Mean <laughs> they, Girls, How to Lose any, a Guy in 10 do they Days. Smoke weed in those movies? No. Morning. Hey, Hannah and Johnny. Hannah and Johnny. On Windsor's new number one hit music station. 93.9 Virgin Radio. <laughs> I love how it ended up being the censored version where they don't say, so what, we smoke weed. After all that. But you know, you know what they're saying. Yeah, well, that's what they're like, roll one, smoke one, but they can't say the other thing. Okay, <laughs> we have some uh, some more guesses. Oh, of the greatest stoner flicks? Dude, where's my car? Yeah, where was that one on this list? Yeah. That's such a classic. Travesty. See, if you had said that one, yeah. I would know. Well, the, and people came through. Grandma's Boy, amazing. Did you watch Grandma's Boy? You must have. No. No? It's like a stoner dude who's making a video game. Oh, man. Hilarious. An animated movie called Thief and the Cobbler apparently is a major trip. That is, there's a whole backstory to that one. But I think any animated movie, you know, it kind of comes to life. That one in particularly, 
Very trippy. Um, apparently, that song there, spoiler alert, Wiz Khalifa and Snoop Dogg, Young, Wild, and Free is today's hurdle. It's a good thing we hadn't played hurdle yet. Yeah. We got a text. We're like, is that true or are they kidding? It's uh-huh. actually today's hurdle. But it's also the censored one where they don't say it. It's just like, so what? We don't sleep. We all know what they really want to say. Come on. Get more Legally Blunt. Yes. Yeah, Cause I'm on Hannah and Johnny, weekday mornings 6 to 10 on 93.9 Version Radio.